Welcome to the Coloring Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. It's hard to believe it's episode 99. What? Where did time go? But regardless of wherever you jumped into this podcast, whether this is your first time being here or you've been here for a while, it's a complete honor that you are here. And we'll go over what Coloring Chaos is in case you are curious in a little bit. I just wanted to welcome those that are coming in from Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, or on YouTube. It's an honor and privilege that you are here. I can't say that enough. It's always crazy. Every episode, there's people that I may know that are listening and watching this or people that I don't know. But regardless, we are here together. And I am a firm believer that the Lord has a plan and purpose for you being able to be a part of today's episode. So Color and Chaos is just a cry from my heart that I know that I have seen a tendency within me in the moments of difficulty, of chaos, of trouble, of questioning, of hurt, of pain. In those moments, I want to do nothing else but run away from whatever is making me uncomfortable. And I know that I'm not alone in this. I know this is a human trait that each and every one of us, we seem to go into survival mode when things are rough, when things are hard. But I know that looking back in my life, so far at least, I can see that there is a color that could come out of the chaos when instead of leaning on my own understanding or my own strength, I lean into my creator, savior, sustainer, our creator, savior, sustainer, that there is a so much bigger purpose the pain that we go through and there is a color in the chaos when we lean not on our own strength and understanding but we lean into the one that makes us whole and so that's the premise of this podcast and one of the things that we do here this podcast is is pray and ask the lord to work within the chaos of our life within the chaos of our heart and our mind and so i'll be honored to pray for you today no matter what you have going on no matter what baggage you may have brought into today's episode I want to pray for you and ask for the Lord to meet you where you are and meet me where I'm at so that our hearts are sensitive to what he wants to do in our life. So here, let us pray and then we'll go into today's episode. All right, Lord God, just thank you so much for who you are. It's hard to thank you sometimes when we have chaos, when we have difficulty and pain. So Lord, we lean into you through this process that we are walking through. Lord, if the person that is listening or watching this is going through the best of times or the worst of times, Lord, you are present and you care about both. So, Lord, just meet us where we're at. Lord, please just move me to the side and just speak through me. Let your word do the heavy lifting in our hearts and just cradle the pieces of our life that we feel like it's just in shatters or shambles right now. We need you, Jesus. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. The pain and the questions and just the, the chaos with current events just seems to never end. As of recording this, it's August 2020, and it just this year has been a woozy. It has been rough. I mean, I don't really even need to say all that has happened this year. You listening or watching this, you've had chaos hit you personally through this year. I can guarantee that each and every one of us has experienced some type of chaos this year. And yesterday, I came across a documentary on the 1992 LA riots, which resulted after the Rodney King verdict. It lasted six days and resulted in 60 plus deaths, many, many injuries, blocks burnt down. It's just very, very violent, very, very just chaotic to say the least. But I was watching this documentary. It was made by National Geographic and it was made free recently. It was made back in 2017. But the documentary just kind of highlights a lot of the broken systems that kind of led up to the L.A. riots in 1992. One of the things that really struck me 
was just how it just seems to be repeated history of what we're going through right now in current events. And a lot of the things, a lot of the problems, a lot of the the, the questions that were being asked and uh, not really answered, but a lot of questions being asked and all of the hurt and the pain and and everything, it just it just kind of you know never went away. It just continued and continued and continued to build and then be covered up and covered up and covered up until eventually you have what happens now in this year of all of the protests and all of the riots and all of the hostility and chaos. And one of the things that really just disturbed me within the uh, documentary is that because it was just a lot of footage, there wasn't a narrator kind of spinning things. It was just footage. It was just straight up footage from the time. And there was this one instance where this this man or woman, I can't remember who it was, got dragged out of a truck and beat to death. And you literally watched this person die on footage. And not only was this person beat and tortured, but this man comes up to the person and spray paints the mouth of the individual that's lying there bleeding and gasping for breath on the ground. So he spray paints his mouth and he spray paints the the open cavities of, of the wounds that he was suffering and bleeding out of within his chest. And, and he just spray paints all over his body. And you hear somebody near the camera that was filming this happen. You hear somebody say, hey, is, is, is he dying? And the person who just got done spray painting said, hey, yeah, I spray painted his mouth so he, he won't be alive much longer. I'm just watching this and my heart's breaking and, and I'm, just, I'm just like, God, where are you? Where are you in this? That person lived their whole life to go out like that. And it, and it doesn't matter, you know, what the person did or went through or anything like that. That, that. that doesn't matter. That person did not deserve to die like that. Nobody deserves to die like that. Nobody. And I'm just watching this documentary and, and I'm grieving over what happened with Rodney King and what happened and, and just the broken systems and what happened in the aftermath and the riots and, you know, innocent people being victimized because of anger and hurt and pain and, and just, bro- again, broken systems fuel broken systems. So you're seeing all of this chaos and darkness and evilness. And it's just overwhelming. And then plus you add on to it that that right now we're going through pretty much the exact same thing with the exact same hostility. If anything, is only built over time. And it's, it's so hard in moments where you see just tragedy and, and hurt and pain and brokenness and death and decay. It's so hard to see a light in the midst of that. You watching or listening this, I can't imagine what you may have going on in your world right now. There are those that are watching and listening to this that have been victimized in some type of way. You've been hurt. You've been betrayed. You've had injustice done to you. Maybe you listening or watching this, you've, you've had something taken away and, and you feel like you can't get back what was taken away. And maybe just through your whole life, you've just been going through one big just cycle of coping mechanism after coping mechanism, just trying to stay above and survive through the night. Or maybe you watching this right now, you, you haven't really had much go on in your world and, and you've, you've lived a very comfortable life for the most part. You've had things just be able to be there when you need it and you haven't really needed for anything, no matter where you are at. The reality is, is that when we do go through pain and darkness and hurt and chaos and tragedy and injustice, it's so hard to see the light. This last Sunday, I woke up and like many people, I went straight to my phone 
I check my phone to see if there's any text messages, calls, any, any type of contact through social media that I've missed through the night. And as I was checking social media, I found myself laying there in bed for about 30 minutes. And I just had this overwhelming sense of just weakness, of just loneliness. And, and I'm there and I'm, I'm, I'm on my phone and I'm just like, oh man, I know I need to get up. I'm just feeling this weight on me. I'm just reminded of, of my weakness. I'm reminded of, of my frailty. And, and I put the phone down and I get up and I set my alarm early in order for me to spend some time in the Bible before heading to church and before starting my day. And so I go into the living room and the, the way that my apartment is, the sun rises right where the window in my living room is. So every single time I wake up kind of early in the morning and I walk into the living room, I guess now, you know, since I'm recovering from this ankle injury, I, you know, I, I hop over to the living room. But when I go into the living room kind of early in the morning, around seven o'clock, the sun is just piercing through the window by the balcony. And I sometimes get this like overwhelming orange just tint to the sun. This is like the, you know, the sunrise and, and you get the beautiful shades of light just coming through. And so I sit down there at the table and I proceed to eat something and I'm eating and I have the Bible open and I'm just being honest with the Lord. I'm just, you know, like, all right, Lord, you know, my heart, you know, my weakness, Lord, you know what I'm going through. And I'm sitting there going through the book of Luke and in Luke chapter eight, that's where I was that specific day. And Luke chapter eight has a lot of famous parables that many of us know, even if you are not a follower of Christ, you may have been exposed to this parable and teaching of Jesus. But Jesus gives this one parable about the farmer scattering seed on the ground around him. And it gives, Jesus gives many examples of what happens to the individual seed. Some seed falls along a footpath and Jesus says, you know, the, the seed that falls along the footpath, the enemy Satan comes in and takes it away immediately. And the seed that falls upon, you know, not necessarily good soil, but kind of rocky soil, then it will have a little bit of root, but not deep enough root to be able to last through the temptations and through the difficulties of life. And then it also talks about thorns and, and you know, the seed kind of getting choked out by the pressures of the world. You know, again, many of you may have been exposed to this parable before. And me, as I'm reading this passage, immediately I'm kind of thinking like, okay, Lord, you know, I've, I've come across this passage many, 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 many times. Even on this podcast, I've shared this passage many, 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 many times. And so I'm just kind of like not necessarily excited about, you know, that day's reading in the Bible. But at the same time, I just have this moment of just, you know, humility in a sense by the grace of God. And I'm just like, okay, Lord. I, I know I've read this passage before, but that doesn't mean anything. Lord, I know that your word is living and active and that you want to teach me something through this passage, regardless of my exposure previously to it. And so all of a sudden, the Lord starts just highlighting different things in this passage. I'm starting to, to see things, you know, for instance, like the, the seed that fell along the footpath that the enemy took away. I'm starting to see that, look, the person did not recognize that it was a word of God, you know, coming into their heart. And because they didn't recognize it, the enemy took it away without them even realizing that the Lord was trying to speak to them. And that was something that kind of stood out to me. And then also the, 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 the one about falling on the rocky soil and how it didn't have heavy roots. And so whenever temptations and whenever, you know, you know, stuff happened to that seed, it kind of, you know, went away with the wind. 
and I'm I'm just sitting there. The light is shining and hitting my face. And I'm just I just kind of have this little prayer of Lord, whatever you feed grows. And Lord, I don't want to feed just this, you know, realization of my weakness. I don't want to just feed the reality that, you know, that I am I am less than today. I don't want to feed just this feeling of inadequacy. Lord, I, what, what I do want to feed is the reality that, Lord, your light right now that's literally hitting me in the face, you know, the, 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 the light of the sun. Lord, I know that you have placed your Holy Spirit within me. When we surrender to Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that rose him from the dead. So I'm saying, Lord, I know that you've given me a light within, that that I know that regardless of my weakness, Lord, that you want to shine and you want to grow that light within me. And so I'm just reading this passage and I just kind of pray. I say, Lord, grow that light within me. And I had no idea that the very next parable right after this is the parable of the lamp. And so as I'm just saying, Lord, grow that light within me, this is what verse 16 in Luke 8 says. It says this, Jesus says this, no one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl and hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to the light and made known to all. So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. For those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Jesus is telling the people that are around him, he's saying, look, my word is constantly going out moment by moment, day by day. And even right now in that time of Jesus talking, he's saying, look, I am literally speaking to you. But if you are not leaning into what I'm saying, then you're going to miss it completely. And so he's saying, look, whatever you feed grows. He's saying, look, a light does not have any purpose to be hidden. The reason why a light is shown is because a light is needed to be able to see through the darkness. And so if you want to see through the darkness, you have to let that light shine and shine brightly. The purpose of the light is to be able to illuminate the darkness and darkness on its own has no substance. Darkness has no substance. Darkness is the absence of light. And so Jesus is saying that to each and every one of you, that I am giving you a light. I will give you a light. And that light comes through you leaning into me, listening to me, letting whatever I say hit your heart and impact your heart and illuminate your heart in order for there to be a surrender to the light itself for that light to shine more transparently through you than ever you could have ever done on your own. And I'm reading this passage. I'm just like, wow, you know, that's crazy, Lord. You know, there's light shining in. I'm thinking about this. I'm, I'm reminded of my own weakness, my own depravity. And here I am. And you're saying, look, if I lean into you, you will do the heavy lifting. You will grow that light within me, regardless of the darkness within and surrounding me. It goes on in Luke 8, to verse 19. And it talks about Jesus' mother and brothers coming to him and wanting to speak to him. And Jesus saying, no, you know, my mother and brothers are all of those who hear God's word and obey it. So again, it's just reiterating this whole idea of that the Lord is speaking and we have a opportunity today in this moment to respond. Either we will respond or we won't respond. And there's a light within us. And if we don't come to the light of Christ, then we won't have that light be able to be fully illuminated, but it will be hidden and darkness and suppressed. And then it goes on to verse 22. And this is another famous passage, but this is something that stood out to me. 
in light of all the darkness all around us, all the pain, all the darkness, all the, all the chaos, this is what the word of God says. Luke 8, verse 22. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let us cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon, a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him, shouting, Master, Master, we're all going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly, the storm stopped and all was calm. And then he asked them, Where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man, they asked each other. When he gives a command, even the winds and waves obey him. There's a lot going on in this passage, but just one of the things that stood out to me is that in the chaos of, of the, the, the boat in the middle of the waves and the storm, it was so terrifying that these fishermen were literally thinking that they're about to die. And fishermen are used to storms. Fishermen know what it's like to be in a sea that's rough. They have experience. If you put you or maybe me into a storm in the middle of an ocean or in the middle of a sea, it might frighten us. But these fishermen have been through that. But for them to be frightened, it just highlights even more how crazy and overwhelming the darkness of the storm and the chaos all around them was. And so you see the contrast between the disciples and Jesus. The disciples are freaking out. They can see no light, no hope, no solution through this storm. They are getting overwhelmed and overcome by the false reality, but it was reality to them that they were going to die, that the darkness was going to win. Jesus, on the other hand, he's so at peace. He's asleep in the middle of the storm and the chaos all around. Jesus wasn't worried about his life. If he was worried, he would have woken up by the tossing of the boat. Jesus didn't take any sleep medication in order for him to sleep in that boat. He, he was asleep. He was sound asleep. He was that at rest. Now, Jesus being 100% man, 100% God, we know that he had to be fatigued. Poor guy, he's, he's running around all the time, hardly gets any sleep from what we read in the scripture because even sometimes when he gets alone, there's people that come out and want to talk to him or want to have a miracle performed or, or whatever. <laughs> so yes, I'm sure that he was asleep. But even the person that is that fatigued would wake up in the middle of a storm. So there's something about Jesus that is so at peace even in the middle of the storm. And the thing that stood out to me is that in the chaos, we have a God that does not flinch. That in the darkness, he is not, he is not shaken. He is not overwhelmed. He is not blushing. But we have a God who can look at the darkness, look at the chaos, and still be calm and collected. In the middle of the darkness, the Lord was still the light. The light still shone, even though the disciples could not see it in that moment. Everything around them was telling them that there is no light, there's no hope, and that you might as well go ahead and just freak out to the point that you get so overwhelmed that you are terrified of your own life being able to make it out of the storm. But the light was still shining, even though they couldn't see it. See, that's where faith comes into this equation. And that's what Jesus highlights as he rebukes the wind and the waves. He says, where is your faith? The Bible says that faith is hope in the things unseen. The disciples in that moment did not see a hope. In that moment, the disciples did not see a peace. 
In that moment, the disciples did not see a light. But where faith comes in is that even when you don't see, even when you don't feel, even when everything around you is screaming the complete opposite, faith is having hope in the things unseen. And the disciples, they have been around Jesus enough to know that he claimed to be the light and in him there is no darkness at all. At that point, they've seen Jesus do miracles and heal people of of diseases and, and stand up to the injustice and oppression around. They've seen Jesus rebuke broken systems and chaotic, just demonic evilness and vileness all around him. And as Jesus is resting in the boat, Jesus was giving them an invitation to have a faith built up that no matter whatever was going on around them or being afflicted upon them, that they can have a rest in knowing that the light still shines. Heavy heart, we right now are in a dark, dark, dark storm. We are in a dark storm. We are being turned and, and just tossed by the waves and the storm all around us. The current events scream that to us every single day. Your world right now may even go beyond the current events of right now what's going on in the United States or around the world. Your world may be completely being uprooted through something that, that, that you and you alone is going through. Right now, your family may be going through an illness or a sickness or a death. Maybe you've been going through relationship issues or you've been going through personal issues. Maybe you've been trying to heal in ways that you've been hurt. And, and, and you, right now, you're going through just immense chaos and pain. And maybe the people around you have been not going through that pain. But for you, you are in the middle of a storm and a little rowboat. And you feel like you have nothing to protect you. You feel like you have no purpose, no hope, and no light. But heavy heart, no matter where you find yourself in in the storm of life right now the messiness of life there is still a light that shines and his name is Jesus his name is Jesus and he invites us not to ignore the storm Jesus did not rebuke them by saying hey why did you acknowledge this storm Jesus wasn't upset at the disciples for acknowledging the storm Jesus was upset that the disciples allowed the storm to tell them what truth was Instead of relying on a truth that goes beyond all the external circumstances around them. And that truth was that the light was still shining and that Jesus was still on the throne. The truth was that the Lord would not let anything overtake them. Why? Because the Lord said, let us go to the other side. See, right before they got into the storm that they were in, Jesus said, let us go across to the other side of the lake. When Jesus said, let us go to the other side, they weren't going to get to the other side by the external circumstances around them. It wasn't the water that was going to get them to the other side. It was the grace of God that was going to get them to the other side. And through the storm, Jesus was reminding them that, look, the wind and the waves are not telling the truth, but what I am calling you to do is start to be so reliant on the truth, and the truth is who I am and what I say, and I want you to be so reliant on the truth that you will see a light still shining even when there's so much darkness and chaos all around you. Heavy heart, today the light still shines. So regardless of what you have going on in your life right now, we have a God who knows and cares. We don't have a God that, that gets upset at you for acknowledging the reality that right now there is a storm that you are in, a storm that we are in. 
May we lean into him through the chaos. There is color in the chaos. Instead of leaning on our own understanding or our own strength or what it looks like all around us, we lean into the one who makes us whole. That is the whole premise of this podcast. And every single day we're invited to find the color in the chaos when we surrender to our creator, savior, sustainer, and say, Jesus, you are the light that still shines regardless of what's going on. And you are faithful to deliver me from the darkness that I am filling within and around me. And Lord, you may bring me into dark situations. Jesus brought the disciples into a storm. Jesus, I know that you might be bringing me into a storm, but Lord, help me not miss the faith that you want to build within me through the storm that you've allowed me to enter into. We have an enemy that wants to still kill and destroy. And in that moment, in the boat, in the storm, the enemy wanted them to give up and to start to doubt the man that was asleep in the boat with them. And heavy heart, likewise, we have an enemy that through the storm wants us to throw up our middle finger to the God who is the light in the situation that we are going through. He wants us to throw up the middle finger and rebuke him. But instead of rebuking him, may we instead say, no, no I don't rebuke the, the, the God who allowed me to go through this chaos. I rebuke the enemy that wants to still kill and destroy me from having a faith that exists outside of my current situation or my environmental surroundings. Heavy heart, there's a light that still shines. May we lean into that light today. You are not alone. You are not alone. Lord God, please help us see what it is that you want us to see in this time of darkness and pain. Lord, I know that I often in these days feel like I am in the middle of a sea that is relentless and unrelenting and, and giving up. Lord, I feel like I am fighting enemies that are so much stronger than me. And Lord, in reality, they are so much stronger than me on my own strength. But Lord, may we not lean on our own strength, but may we lean into you. Lord, you are our strength. You are a song. You are our light. Lord, when everything seems so dark around us, let us be so restored by the healing light of realizing that, Lord, you will have the final word. And our strength is not in ourself, but our strength is in you. Lord, let us lean into the faith that you want us to build in the middle of this storm. Lord, you are not absent. Lord, you, you are not apathetic towards our situation. Lord, you are inviting us to rest from trying to fix and control and to make everything go well. Lord, you're trying to help us not live life for the false idol of comfort, of security, but to instead find a peace that surpasses all understanding and to have a provision that is from you and you alone. So Lord, through this darkness, remind us that the light still shines. Lord, I pray for those right now that their world is crumbling. Lord, draw near to them. Help there be a surrender within them, not to their own, but to you. Jesus, you want to grow us. You want us to know you and to make you known. And sometimes the only way that we can know you more fully and to, to have a heart to make you known is by experiencing how you are present even in the darkest of times. So Lord, help us lean into you through the pain of this season that we are in. 
Jesus, thank you that you are the light that still shines. And it's in your name that we pray and we surrender. Amen. 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 Heavy heart, you are not alone. You are not a lost cause. There is a light that still shines. I pray that if this has blessed you, please feel free to subscribe, to share this, that, that this is not just an echo chamber, but may this be a conversation that we can have and grow together. No matter where you're at, your life has a purpose that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. May we use everything that the Lord has given us in order to shine and point towards the light that delivers us from all darkness. Heavy heart, rest easy. You have a great week. I look forward to talking to you next week. Next week is the 100th episode of this podcast. I am completely humbled. I'm in awe. I remember going around episode 20 and just, you know, questioning whether or not I should continue. But guys, stay faithful. There is a blessing in obedience. Heavy heart, rest easy. You have a great day. I'll talk to you later. See ya.